Elephant Studios. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon, Paragon 7, 7 Studios. Studios. I love it when articles in the in the title and caption that they actually call sin by its name. They don't beat around the bush. So I'm reading I'm reading from Deadspin.com, and they're talking about the the World Series. They're talking about the Houston Astros and the Atlanta Braves, and they're not they're not talking about the Atlanta Braves pitching staff. We're not conjuring up shades and memories of Sid Bream. And Terry Pendleton, we're, we're not talking about the, the Houston Astros and their and their cheating scandal and how their players in, in, in the World Series run a few years ago were wearing wires and, and stealing signs and, and Jose Altuve didn't want him to take didn't want to take his shirt off when he hit a when he hit a walk-off home run because he had he had some type of electronic stuff going on. He was wearing a wire. Like on these mob movies, when like like on like on Wolf of Wall Street or, or any mob insert any mob movie, Casino, Goodfellas, where where like on Goodfellas, where Ray Liotta is is meeting with Robert De Niro and, and he's got a wire on. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about so the title of this article. I love when I love when the titles just hit you in the face. The the title on this article on Dead on Dead Spin, the Tomahawk Chop, is a shameful reminder of America's continuing genocide against indigenous nations. Is that does that about encapsulate what's going on in the United States of of America, who who I love, and in which I would die for. But it can also be the United States of America with three K's in it. Now I know that I know the people on the far right, they they want to they want to pretend that these things never happen and it's, and it's now the boogeyman, one of the boogeymen is, is critical race theory. We can't teach anything negative that happened. America has been a uh, paragon, just like myself, of of perfectionism and a bastion of of growth for the entire globe. So the article goes on, says it's 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 2021, only a single win away from the the World Series. A few weeks ago, the Atlanta Braves uh, were were poised to to make one of the most visible stages in American sports for the first time in since 1999. Ten million people will be turning into their home games to see the majority of their white fan base in their majority white suburb. Joining together to perform the Tomahawk Chop as teams ranging from high schools to professional organizations across the country change mascots and traditions that make a mockery of Native American people and their culture. The Braves organization has apparently opted out of taking any responsibility for their racist name and tradition, instead repeatedly stating that they would consult with Native American groups and yet despite public statements from several powerful groups, like the National Congress of American Indians, blasting the chop. They decided that that they didn't need to change a thing 
here here is a is is a quote from one of the the leaders in the National Congress of American Indians. It reinforces the racist view that Indians are uncivilized and ed- uneducated, and it has been used to justify policies of forced assimilation and destruction of Native American culture. We would count the tomahawk chop to be among those symbols, a ritual that is still widely practiced and consumed on television by sports fans across the country. It's painful and a perpetuation of the warrior savage myth. I think that this is as about accurately and and most beautifully, truthfully written as possible. Now I'm not, I'm not a cancel culture guy. I'm not, I'm not even one of those guys. They own, they own the team. I don't know who owns the Braves. I don't, I don't have time to look that up. If they don't want to change the name of the team, they don't have to change the name of the team. The Cleveland Indians changed their name to the Guardians, which kind of sucks. I think they should have changed their name to the Spiders. They would have had a cool logo. You could have had a Black Widow as a logo. But it's Cleveland, right? I mean, Cleveland, when has is, when is Cleveland ever gotten anything right? Other than, other than the fact that LeBron James was born in Cleveland. Cleveland is absolutely, for the most part, I have some good friends there. But, but other than that, Cleveland is mostly worthless. Now, Halle Berry's from Cleveland. Steve Harvey's from Cleveland. But Cleveland's like 99.9% worthless. We're not owning Cleveland, so I can say that. The Washington football team changed their name from, from, the, from the word Redskins. And if there's not something that's more offensive and a slur than the actual term Redskin, in the nation's capital, where you put a Native American person on the helmet, and that's your logo. So it's not bad enough that the United States of America stole land from Native Americans, forced them on the Trail of Tears west, participated either directly or indirectly in in genocide against Native American people. Put in textbooks. I I grew up in textbooks thinking that the the people that that defended their land in South Carolina, or what is now South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, that these were savages that were trying to kill the pilgrims who had come here from Europe in search of freedom and justice for all. And these savage brown people scalped them and shot bow and arrows at them and were primitive and were inhospitable to, 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 the, to, the, to, the, to the people of God who, who sailed over here on ships. At many times with, with Africans in tow, stacked like cargo, but the Indians were the bad guys. You remember, remember if you grew up in my era, remember Cowboys and Indians? That's the whole, that's the whole premise of the Redskins-Cowboys rivalry is Cowboys versus Indians. America's team, the Cowboys, the white men of valor versus those savages, those savage Indians who, who, make, who make these wild noises and, and are in a frenzy and, and, are, and are murderous, godless Plebeians, not worthy of having their own land and having their own nation. I went to Miami University. They used to also uh, have the name the Redskins. They changed their name to the Red Hawks. I was actually at Miami University while they were going through that change. You saw a lot of Redskins T-shirts on campus, and I and I get it. It's it's historic. People are angry about the Indians changing their name. People are angry 
that there's a movement to change the name of the Chiefs and the name of the Braves and these other teams that that are represented with mascots of Native Americans. Now, I'm not a Native American, so I can't speak on it. I would be pretty offended if here in Nashville they had a team in Nashville with, I'm not going to use the slur because I don't want to get kicked off air, but if it was some type of offensive term for an African-American male and they put an African-American male that looked like a, a Pickney character or a Sambo character with the, with the enormous lips and cheekbones and Afro. And if somebody put that on a football helmet or a baseball helmet or a jersey or a basketball team, I would be highly offended. I can't speak for the Native American population. But what I can say is that in America, we have made these people into the exact opposite of the iconic figures that they were. They become mascots. And I don't know if that's offensive. I don't know if the Florida State Seminole Nation is, is the Seminole Nation is offended by Florida State. I can't speak to that. I don't know anything about that. But I understand that there are people that may be offended by it. And I implore people that are out there, because you, you go to Fox News crowd, the Breitbart crowd, it's all cancel culture, cancel, cancel culture, cancel culture. It's not cancel culture when an entire nation of people experience genocide and were banished to rural territories in New Mexico, Washington State, Idaho, Montana, Arizona, and Nevada. As someone that works in healthcare, I spent a lot of time on Native American reservations, administering care, putting care programs together. I've seen, I've seen the results of what has happened to Native American people. I've seen the results. I've seen people out there that don't have doctors, don't have nurses. You, you have two double wide trailers, and that's your hospital. And if you have a serious chronic illness or you get into an accident or break your leg or something like that, you have to, the nearest hospital might be 100 miles. And if you can't get there, your life is your life is at risk or your limb is at risk. And America does a great job of hiding that. So so am I cancel culture? Am I saying that all Native American name teams need to change? I, I can't speak for that. I can't speak for the Kansas City Chiefs. I can't speak for the Atlanta Braves. I can't speak for the Florida State Seminoles. I can't speak for any of those teams. What I can say is look at it from the other perspective. Would you want your would you want your 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 heritage, your lineage, your ancestry, your 23 and me, I think that's the name of the company. Where they where they find out that you're descended from kings and queens and royalty and all of that stuff. Would you want would you want your family to be a logo on a t-shirt? For someone's team, would you want your lineage, the the your heritage, what you come from, your genes, the warriors that settled this side of the globe, or wherever you come from? If you're, if you're from if you're from Europe, if you're from Asia, if you're from if you're from Mother Africa, cradle civilization, civilization, would you want your family and heritage reduced to being on a baseball cap? Like the Cleveland Indians, where it's Chief Wahoo, where it's this, this red guy that's a caricature of an Indian. 
And would you want someone, if you're a Catholic or if you're, if you're a person of faith, would you want someone making fun of, of, of your religion in mass and making fun of the Pope and making fun of, of Christ, making fun of whatever religious beliefs you have, Buddha? Would you want someone like the Tomahawk Chop, which you see in the World Series, the home games in Atlanta, you see the, the oh, you see that. And the Tomahawk Chop, you've been seeing it since, since I was a kid, since the affirmation days of Terry Pendleton and Sid Bream. And Dan Glavin and, 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 and Maddox was Tom Glavin, excuse me. Greg Maddox, Steve Avery, one of the best pitching staffs ever. Dave Justice was on that team. Would you, would you want somebody disrespecting your heritage for a sporting event? For fun, because that's the that's the ultimate disrespect. It's not bad enough that there was genocide committed against the Native Americans, rather a smallpox, rather the Trail of Tears. Was that bad enough, or do you have to make a mockery of those people on top of that? Think about that before you formulate your opinion. Think about the, 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 the individuals that wrote history in the United States of America and painted these people as savages and illiterate, godless. Is that not the epitome of dehumanization? Paragon 7 Studios. Jordan, this is my friend Naomi. Hi. Naomi. Nice to meet you. Naomi, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. You've got an awesome place here. I don't think I've ever been in a house this big before. Oh, really? Yeah. It's a beautiful beach out there. Thank you. Blair, Hollingsworth. Hi, Blair. Nice to meet you. How you doing? Name's Blair, right? Yeah. You like to jet ski? I've never done it before. You've never jet skied in your life? No, I've never jet skied. Never been on a jet ski? No, I have How many times are you going to ask her? She's never been on a jet ski. I don't know. I might ask her a couple more times. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Did you know that African-Americans have the lowest vaccination rates, but have experienced the largest decrease in life expectancy during the COVID-19 pandemic? Our HealthCast series brings in the best and brightest minds in the industry to focus on facts, not fear or political theater. Avoid shaming and misinformation. Research the data. Talk to your primary care physician about risk factors. Ultimately, it's your body and your decision. This is Lance J wishing you a happy and a healthy. It's time to switch to T-Mobile. Right now, pay zero cost when you do. Keep your number and keep your phone. We'll even pay it off. Only at T-Mobile, the leader in 5G. I have a big announcement about the expansion of the Lance J family. Paragon 7 Studios is now a full-service consulting firm specializing in healthcare leadership. We are now helping our portfolio of clients with their strategic focus towards risk adjustment, star ratings, value-based contracting, and social determinants of health programs. Our burgeoning media empire reaches a diverse audience of 100,000 listeners weekly, putting us in a rare position to service architects, both on the strategic and promotional side of the healthcare continuum. Build your brand with Paragon 7 Studios. Paragon, Paragon 7, 7 Studios. Sports and entertainment. Lance J. Rampage. The Lance J. Radio Show. It's never going
separate my shoulder and patted myself on the back. But I was the person that had the foresight. You can ask Rampage when the next time Rampage is on. We can talk about that. If you, if you go back, if you go back into, if you go follow the, the podcast, because I podcast all of the shows now. So if you're WOL or our flagship WVOL in Nashville, Tennessee, and you miss the weekday show, you can you can find us on the podcast on Apple iTunes. You can find us on Free Agent Radio. You can find us on all our digital affiliates, SeattleHipHopRadio.com. You basically find the Lance Day Radio Network any time of the day to listen to it, or or you can find it on the podcast. Sponsored, sponsored by by Episource. Episource is our, our our biggest sponsor, and and shout out to the Episource team. We're going to be doing a lot of different campaigns for for Episource late in quarter four. Some of the programs that they're doing for risk adjustment and stars and chart retrieval and coding. I'm looking forward. Been meeting with the team at Episource. Looking forward to really getting my hands dirty with them and, and working with them. If you're listening as part of the the HealthCast series, now we're we're a unique show because we talk about sports. I'm talking sports today. We talk about hip hop culture, but we talk a lot about health. I think we talk about health better than probably anyone in the country because we we we're not going to hit you with some of the boring, monotone styles that you get at these conventions. It's it's not contrived. It's not. It's not uh, scripted. We're, we're just having a, a conversation. Uh, rather, it's David Meyer in here. Rather, it's Isaac Palmer. We're just talking about health care. We're talking about health outcomes. We're talking about social determinants of health, mental health, black men's health. We're going to be doing a series on black women's health pretty soon. And I, that's in the works. Shout out to my partners, uh, Four Walls Media in D.C. area. But back to sports, I have to pat myself on the back because I said on this show back at David Buster's, when we were in David Buster's in Glendale, Arizona, it was me, Rampage, and my man, TJ Super. If you're out there listening, TJ, shout out to you, my man, TJ Super. Super Radio, check him out. One of the best voices, one of the biggest talents on the West Coast. And and someone that I consider uh, a mentor, and he was the first person that I saw. TJ Super is the first person I saw that had his own office and studio. And I saw that, I was like, man, I got to get that. I'm not doing it big like him, but he inspired me to, to go solo, open my own business, get away from ESPN, get away from NBC Sports Radio. Not being an employee, being a boss. I talk a lot on my Instagram page. I'm, I'm kind of all over the map today. I talk a lot on my Instagram page about being a boss. You know, I'm I'm blessed. I have a I have a fantastic job. I've been doing this full time for for a little bit over a year. I put a lot of money up to open Paragon Seven Studios. I took risks. I walked away from a job where I was making a lot of money, a whole lot of money, as a healthcare executive. I was getting bonuses that were close to six figure bonuses. And walked away from that, opened up Paragon 7 Studios and never looked back. Now I'm in a situation, I hang out with CEOs, I'm the only non-millionaire in the room, and will be a millionaire hopefully, this time next year. I play golf with CEOs and go to country clubs with CEOs and have access to people that I never would have had access to when I was a vice president at Blue Cross. 
I get to talk about sports and healthcare and combine my passions for a living and get paid for it. And most importantly, I own 100% of this MFR. I never borrowed any money. I'm not owned by anyone. I can't be suspended. If I, if I want to go Kevin Samuels and say that a woman's place is in the home barefoot and pregnant, I can do that. Nobody can fire me. If I want to go Dave Chappelle and talk about the LGBTQ community, which I would definitely not do because I like having my sponsors. I can't be fired. My sponsors can tell me to bleep off, but I can't be fired because I own the supply chain. I own the network. I even own the company car. And I'm not saying these things to brag. I'm saying that if I can do this stuff, you out there listening that wants to have your own business can do it too. I'm not smarter than you. I'm not better than you. I'm not more talented than you. Believe in yourself and invest in yourself. But back to the point of this segment. I said on this show back at David Buster's in Glendale, Arizona, a couple years ago, I said that John Morant was going to be a better player in the NBA than Zion Williamson. I said that John Morant should go first, Zion should go second, that, that Zion is a better box office draw, as Stephen A. Smith likes to use the phrase, box office, but that John Morant would be the better player. And if you look early in the season, John Morant has taken that step forward. John Morant, who was a late bloomer, went to Murray State, wasn't one of those AAU guys that, that was the top three recruit in his class, wasn't doing windmill, reverse windmill dunks like Zion Williamson. But John Morant has become, or is becoming before our eyes, he's becoming another Dwayne Wade type of character. This man is unstoppable. His explosiveness for someone that's not extremely tall, or 6'3", but his explosiveness to the rim, his development of his mid-range game, his three-point shot, the ability to finish on the fast break, the fearlessness, the thing I like about John Moran, he has the mamba mentality. He's a killer. He's a destroyer. He has no regard for human life. He's a sociopath, and I love it. Zion Williamson, fantastic talent. But I've been saying over and over, check the tapes, go back to the podcast. I've been saying about Zion Williamson. He's too fat to play in the NBA. Now, whether it's fat or muscle, he's too heavy. To have a long career in the NBA. You cannot be 285 and 6'6 and have a long career in the NBA. You can't be 285 and 7 feet hardly and have a long career in the NBA. Joel Embiid's about 285. And the reason that Daryl Murray won't trade Ben Simmons is because he knows that Joel Embiid has a very small window to win the championship. He got three or four years. This contract that they have, he's in his prime. Someone that size is going to decline. These big guys, they don't play at an elite level forever because they're carrying more weight and they're going to have knee issues and ankle issues and toe issues and foot issues and ligament issues and back issues. And it's not even a concept of if Zion Williamson is fat, which he is, but fat is relative because I'm fat. But as I say all the time, I don't have to pay a play a back to back against the Warriors and the Blazers on the West coast. I'm sitting behind a desk Flapping my gums. Zion Williamson, to have a career in the NBA worthy of his talent, has got to get down to 235, 240. If he's playing at 285, he's always going to have injuries. He's injured again. His foot is either broken or torn ligament in his foot. 
He's broken his foot before. He exploded a shoe off of his ankle when he was at Duke. He's already had a torn meniscus. He's had shoulder problems. He's had back issues. He's had all of this stuff going on. Zion Williamson is only 21. He's not even like 23 or 24. He's 21. When you're 21, when I was 21, I could go out and play basketball, run up and down the court. I'm not saying I'm an elite athlete. But the weekend warrior and all of us at 21, we were playing all the time. If we could find a pickup game in the park. When I was 21, I was driving around in my, in my Volkswagen Passat. If I could find a pickup game in the park, I had, I had tennis shoes and shorts and gear in the trunk. And if I saw a pickup game outside, I could change and suit up. If somebody called me and said, hey, Lou, we're going, we're going to the gym. We need a tenth. Man, I'll be there in 15, 20 minutes. Run out the house, get to the car, or run from work, get to the car to play pickup basketball. You're supposed to be in shape, and you're not supposed to have major injuries at 21. He's already having these issues at 21. Where is he going to be at 25 when he's starting to lose explosion, when he's had all these injuries pile up? It's not designed when citizen talented. He's extremely talented. He's a, he's a 26 and 12 guy waiting to happen. He's unstoppable. He shoots 55, 57% from the field, sometimes 60, 70% from the field. He's, he dunks on people. He puts up great numbers. As he develops in this game, he'll be able to carry teams deep into the playoffs. But John Morant will play in this league for 17 years. Will win an MVP. I don't know. He's got, got to get out of Memphis. Memphis is a is like I said. Memphis is cesspool. So he's not. He's limited in what he's going to do in Memphis. But John Morant is built right for this game. This is basketball is a slim man's game. It's a slim reaper game. It's a Kevin Durant game. It's a Steph Curry game. It's Michael Jordan was was kind of the first person to push the envelope when he went up from one seventy to 195 and put on the 25 pounds muscle so when he's getting clothesline about bill lambeer his body could take that but basketball is a slim man's game it's not a it's not a muscular man's game and it's definitely not a fat man's game there's some anomalies you got charles barkley's people like that but even charles barkley his career probably cut short a few years because it's bad on the knees so it's not it's not a diss to design williamson he's a baller but john morant's the better pick and i said that I was right. And I'm usually not right about my prognostications. I'm a terrible prognosticator. And this is my this is my this is my next kiss of death. It is my opinion that LaMelo Ball will be better than both John Morant and Zion Williamson. Lance J Show. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. AEP annual enrollment programs are launching in just a few months, and this is the perfect time to shop for the best insurance options for you and your loved ones. Learn more about individual and group insurance benefits with Engage It Health. Their diverse portfolio includes access.
accident expense, specified disease plans, life insurance, and PPO plans. Engage It Health's licensed benefit advisors are just a phone call away to bring you optimal service in selecting affordable and unique benefit packages that meet your healthcare needs. Call Engage It Health today at 832-219-5829. That's 832-219-5829 and tell them that Lance J sent you.